Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. You got your auto, uh, how not to be get ripped off by a car dealer team back. We're live now. That was my recorded introduction. And, uh, the auto business is very exciting now. Uh, it's, uh, I've been doing this since 1968, and uh, we're about ready to see a watershed moment in the way cars are bought or leased, or if they are bought, or if they are leased. And uh, if you have a car dealer, I mean, this whole scene that we're going through here in this digital revolution, uh, artificial intelligence, it is just absolutely mind-boggling. We're at the point now in the auto industry that if you can imagine something, it's probably gonna happen. Things that that we thought about uh, are now happening, you know, a month or two later. I mean, it's just incredible with quantum computing, uh, how fast things are changing. Uh, seriously, we're talking about will people be buying cars anymore? I frankly don't think so. I think given the time, 20 years, uh, everything's going to be different. Uh, we're either going to be sharing cars. Uh, we're not going to be driving them. They're going to be autonomous. But meanwhile, to get down to the today, and here we are, we still have car dealers out there that take advantage of you, uh, practically all of them. Yeah, it's an embarrassing situation. matter of fact, this behavior, this bad behavior, i, I got to believe it's worldwide with car dealers, is bringing on their own demise. If they were just treating you nicer, honestly, more honestly, more transparently, if it was a pleasant experience, you know, look at Apple stores, look at Costco, even Target. There are a lot of retailers out there that you actually like to go to, Publix. I'll say to Nancy, my co-host here and my wife, I'll say, let's go to Publix. I just like to walk around Publix or Costco. I love Costco. I stand there and watch the chickens go around on the rotisserie. And everybody you run into is nice to you. If you buy something and you change your mind, you bring it back for any reason, they give you all your money back. Everybody's smiling. Meanwhile, contrast that with your local car dealer. It's like having a root canal. People don't want to go in to buy a vehicle. And the dealers have it locked up in their franchise system so that the only person that can legally sell you a car is a car dealer. General Motors can't sell you a car directly. Honda can't sell you a car. Toyota can't sell you a car. You've got to go through your Honda or General Motors, Ford, whatever it is, dealer. Franchise system, locked in. So when you're bulletproof and nobody can get rid of you, and actually they can't tell you what to do, the manufacturers are very limited as to how they can control, persuade, or coach car dealers. The dealers are independent business people, and their franchise agreements 
due to lobbying by the very, very powerful National Automobile Dealers Association, the State Dealers Association, uh, as well as the dealers themselves. I mean, every dealer you see out there is worth a lot of money. They got a lot of money to give to political action committees, to give to their own associations, to lobby their state legislatures. Consequently, they're bulletproof. They cannot be controlled by anyone, the manufacturer or even the state regulators. So why not take advantage of you? No one's going to spank them. And uh, we're the only people that do spanking right here on Earl on Cars. And we talk about it in the show. Uh, we're very, very candid. Uh, Mystery Shopping Report. By the way, Josh Stewart, uh, my youngest son, is taking over for Stu, my oldest son. Uh, he's out today. And Josh has been here and substituted before. He'll do a great job for you. He will take over complete control of the Mystery Shopping Report today and talk about it. I mean, actually, Stu wrote it. Uh, uh, but we he dispatches the Mystery Shoppers. And we have another Mystery Shopping Report that will demonstrate to you, I don't say they're all bad, but most of them are bad, and demonstrate to you the lack of control. So here we are. Uh, we're, in, we're, we're now here today. What is today, the 22nd or 21st? It's the 11th. 11th, I don't know. It's the half of the I, 22nd. I just, <laughs> for, I, I just jumped forward. I was talking about the future so much, I just crept forward 11 days. You're twice as fast as we are. June the 11th, you 2022. You can't do that because you'll miss Father's Day. And we have to. We have to I miss Father's Day. <laughs> you want to milk that for all You're you You're off care. the hook, Nancy. No gift this year. <laughs> So we have to get by today and tomorrow and the next day, right? You're going to buy a car, lease a car probably. Uh, most of you are, are driving cars out there. So we got to get by. But the good news is your kids and your grandkids are, aren't going to have to deal with this because I don't believe the franchise system and the way car dealers operate today can continue indefinitely. In fact, I know it won't. I'm sad for me to say we're a family dealership, and we've been around – the dealership that we have has been around since 1975. I came into business with my father in 1968. This has been a uh, family tradition kind of a thing uh, for almost 100 years. The dealer franchise system, I think it's 77 years, uh, right after Henry Ford got things cranked up with assembly line production, the dealer system got put in and it got tougher, tougher, tougher. Uh, in terms of ability to get along with and buy a car, and that's where we are today. Hence, Earl on Cars, how to buy a car without being ripped off by your local car dealer. Key part of the, of the show, I got on a incredible rant here, I know that, but I want to get some numbers out, and you'll hear Nancy do this, and we all do this, because you make the show, your calls, your text, your, uh, you, can, you can access it by the web, uh, anonymousfeedback.com. Uh, you can text us a lot of ways. But the phone number, the old-fashioned phone number, is 877-960-9960. I encourage you, voice your opinion, uh, whether you agree with us, disagree with us, if you have information for us, uh, compliments, we'll accept compliments. Anything you want to say, we love the sound of your voice. It makes... It makes the show more entertaining, and we have a lot of friends out there that we rely on, regular callers, and we like some new callers. 877-960-9960. 
Again, write it down. You probably don't have a question right now. We're on for two hours from 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. So you might tune in later. You might tune out now and tune back in. 877-960-9960. And uh, Nancy, who was monitoring the laptop, and when the control room sees your call come through, puts that number up, your name up, you're right there, and Nancy will interrupt Rick or Josh or me or herself or anybody to get your call on the air, ASAP. We won't keep you holding if we can possibly help it. We have a text number. A lot of folks are a little camera shy, audio shy, and uh, you like to text. And I, I, I'm a text person. The text number is 772-497-6530. You have a question about anything automotive. Rick Kearney, by the way, sitting to my right, certified diagnostic master technician. This guy knows about everything there is to know about the electronics mechanic uh, of your car. They're complicated today. Uh, I mean, they are real complicated. And I just switched cars. My Tesla got a nail in the tire, and I had another, another problem with it, so I'm driving a combustion engine car now, and I forgot. It's, it's half combustion. Yeah, half combustion. You got a hybrid. I got a hybrid, and I I couldn't figure out how to start the car. Don't remind him. Yeah, and then I and then when I got out of the car, I left it running because with a Tesla, well, I don't have to turn the car off. I just got to leave, and and it automatically turns off. So, uh, it's cars are complicated. I mean, if you can fool a car dealer, you're going to fool a new buyer. Rick Kearney, he, he monitors YouTube, by the way, and we are on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Rick Kearney, Certified Master Diagnostic Technician. If you have a problem, ask him. Send him a video, an audio clip, a video clip. Uh, squeak, rattle, or roll. Um, we don't have no smell clips, do we? Soon we will. We'll have a we'll have a nice I hope not. Well, they, you know, they, they actually, actually they have. There's a company out there, we talked about it last week or the week before. They have a machine now that can detect the source of the odor, the intensity of the odor, unpleasant not pleasant. It's all physical science. It's all particles. It's all molecules and, and atoms and it's uh, anything that the mind can conceive of today, we can do. So now soon you'll be able to send us a smell clip. Meanwhile, we'll go by with the audio clip or the video clip and Rick's Rick leaving. Is, <laughs> Rick is thinking, what if someone has got a really sick sense of humor and sends me or a really Or has a dead rat in their smell. car. <laughs> I'd, I'd be fine if all it did was send me a text message and says, the smell equates to this yeah, definition. Yeah, yeah we'll tell okay. you. Say, I'll take but your if word it all of a sudden has a little thing that pumps out a version of that smell and says, here, no. what do you think this is? No, what it, what it does, it, it, you don't even have to use your nose. That's the whole point of the smell clip. It would just it would just go through and be analyzed by your PC yeah. or your, your smartphone. That, so, that I could handle. Send any evidence of uh, describing the problem with your vehicle to Rick Kearney. He'll find the problem. And it'll save you an expensive repair, I promise you. Car dealers are very hungry now. And when you walk into a, or drive into a service department, uh, they're going to sell you something that probably you don't need. Rick can prevent that from happening. And, uh, okay, so we're youranonymousfeedback.com. A uh, very unique uh, way to talk to us without us knowing who you are, where you are, anything about you. It's like when you report a crime, you don't want the criminal coming back and getting even with you. Okay. 
youranonymousfeedback.com. If you want to say something to us that we won't like or somebody else won't like, or you just feel the need for privacy. A lot of folks just love privacy. And we have a lot of anonymous feedbacks where the people even tell us who they are. I don't know why they do that, but Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S feedback.com. Your anonymous feedback.com. And Josh is monitoring that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's about it. We got the 877-960-9960 phone. We got the 772-497-6530 text. Anonymous feedback. Call us. You make the show. Text us. And we will acknowledge. We'll get to almost everything by the end of the show. And sitting to my left is Nancy Stewart. She's my co-host, back with me many, many years ago when we started this show half an hour on Thursdays. And uh, we were on for several years, and then we got fired because the dealers boycotted advertising on the radio station. We were off for a year, came back, and we're still here. So uh, Nancy has a very special offer for you lady callers because she is a female advocate uh, for the car buyer, female car buyers, and uh, she encourages people of the female persuasion to call the show. So Nancy, the mic is all yours. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I want to thank all of you. You're very important to the show, and we are thankful for your calls. Every way that you can get in touch with us, you're an important part of the show. Um, as Earl said, I do have $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning. Give us a call. And uh, ladies, uh, did you uh, take the lead? Did you ne negotiate your deal, whatever it might have been, used car, new car, leasing? Whether you were uh, having your vehicle serviced, give us a call, or you can just call and say hello, 877-960-9960. And for you others, text 772-497-6500. Zero. Um, I have a, a lot of, you know, good news to share with you this morning, and I'll get to all of that later. Uh, I'll give you an idea of what I might talk about if we have time. And uh, that's, uh, again, last week I mentioned these weak finds uh, that uh, Automotive News talked about last week that do little to deter these, the, the behavior of these dealers and uh Really, it affects the auto industry in a very negative way because uh, they can still get away with everything. Also, uh, in this week's automotive news is uh, something fantastic, and that's uh, uh, all about car sharing, uh, yeah, like your Airbnb kind of uh, yeah, situation. an auto Airbnb kind of thing. Very cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we're hopefully uh, going to talk about that in those two companies that are very involved. Uh, that's uh, Turo and uh, Getaround, and uh, that's uh, pretty interesting. I, I just love it. It's a, it's a great concept. We're also going to talk about uh, the uh, article that appeared in Automotive News about uh, children and pets again and the number of deaths that are happening in those hot cars and uh, what we can do about it. Hmm. And uh, the uh, Toyota, uh, uh, Jim Lintz had uh, something to do with this. There was a death, uh, I believe, to a child, a close friend uh, that he knew and this uh, kind of accelerated uh, the direction of this uh, new 
idea that uh, Toyota uh, came up with, so stay tuned for that. Mm. So the auto industry is changing a whole lot, but there are a lot of positive things that are happening. So uh, getting back to the ladies, don't forget ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call, say hello. I'd like to hear from Tracy again uh, this morning. She called a couple of weeks ago, <coughs> find out what her situation is, uh, her ongoing situation. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, how are we doing on text over there, Josh? You got anything uh, floating in yet? Yeah, we have Anne Marie's uh, inaugural text, as oh, always. Uh, good always morning, Anne Marie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Anne Marie, for sending this in. It's uh, actually, uh, she sent an article. It's not about a recall, but it sounds like it might be an upcoming Honda recall. It involves the, uh, the Honda Pilot SUVs and the start-stop system um, that a lot of manufacturers have. It's, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's that system when you pull up to a stoplight, um, the engine actually shuts off. Uh, you know, supposedly the AC and everything runs perfectly fine, but then, uh, and then as soon as you take your foot off the brake and put on the accelerator again, the engine kicks back on. The idea being, I, I imagine, is to save, to save uh, miles per gallon. And, you know, that, and nowadays that's a very you know, good thing. Um, but apparently, um, some of these Hondas are failing to restart, and uh, it's become, uh, become quite a problem. There's been hundreds of uh, reports to the NHTSA, so... Traffic jam city. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and, and these things seem to uh, create a lot of problems, the start-stop systems. The battery that's required to handle it is, I believe it's over $500. Is that right, Rick? Something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if, if one of these goes bad, don't expect to spend 130 bucks and, and leave Pet Boys. You're, you're not going to go to the local auto zone and just pick up one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're quite expensive. And as a matter of fact, unlike any other car out there, any car with start-stop technology, the battery and the starter motor, both are, are very expensive because they're supposed to be built to a higher tolerance, but they also have a recommended replacement interval. Mm -hmm. Just like an air filter. So even if it's good. Where yeah. you are told by your owner's manual, at certain mileage and certain time, you must replace <coughs> these. So if you don't do that, sake. there's a chance they might uh, a very good chance like not, not uh, honor the warranty so, down the road. Well, and a very good chance you're going to have this exact same thing happen. They will fail probably while you're sitting in the worst traffic of the world mm -hmm. and suddenly you're stuck unable to move your car and you might and you have to probably go to a dealership to to get a replacement right yeah so bottom line is don't buy a car with a start stop feature it was a mistake and uh, they're probably going to discontinue that idea i hope so it's it's a horrible system it was a great idea on paper but when it hit the real world yeah nope yeah, I, it, it does. I mean, obviously, the idea of, of any way we can save further save gas is great, but the idea mm -hmm. of your car like shutting off and shutting back, turning back on so many extra times just doesn't seem like a yeah. like instinctively it doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah, but. reality is so uh, it wakes you up. Uh, I, I, you know, thanks, Anne Marie. I just love starting the show with your text. Yeah, it's a really interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, very topical story and, and very topical because topic. this affects people not just with Hondas but with all different makes and models. So. Yeah. thanks, Anne Marie. And Josh, I'm going to interrupt you because sure. we're going to go to the phones where uh, April is waiting. She's a first-time caller to the uh, show, Earl Stewart on Cars. What a beautiful name! Good morning, April. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. You won yourself fifty dollars this morning. Yay! Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. What can we do for you? 
Um, well, I was calling because I heard your question um, where you were talking about um, was I the negotiator in buying my cars. And um, I had been a single mom for years, and, you know, I had a knee on when my, my two little girls were, well, when they were little, and when they started getting bigger, I wanted an SUV. And I went to a dealer down in uh, Lauderdale area, and I just remember how stressful it was trying to buy that car. Um, I went down first with my best friend. She was buying a car, and I noticed that they were trying to give her all kinds of extra fees and different things. So I was, you know, kind of blocking that while I was sitting there, and so they took me out of the room. And so they called me um, that next week and said, hey, we can give you whatever you want, you know, brand-new car. And so I went to go get, uh, what I ended up getting was a Suzuki Grand Batara. And um, just the stress of being there. I remember my little girls were with me, and I thought it was going to be a quicker process than it was. But I was standing my ground because I knew my budget. I knew how much I can afford. And they kept trying to give me these higher payments, these higher payments. And what it brought down to was, I couldn't afford it. Just giving my keys to my car. I'm good. Let me go. And the hours that they kept me in that dealership, it was daylight when I got there. It was nighttime when I left. And my girls were hungry and we were all cranky. And I was just thinking, I am never going to go through that process ever again. And I think it's just so unfair how they try to take advantage of women when we try to go buy cars. Absolutely, April. Um, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for sharing that story um, with all of us here. And it certainly isn't the first time that we've heard such a ridiculous story. And uh, I want to commend you. Um, you sound like as if that you're a real educated consumer for you to stand your ground um, and stand against uh, whomever you came involved with at that dealership. And I have to pause for a moment and ask you, what dealership was it? We name dealerships was, on our show. Oh, do you? <laughs> um, it was years ago. I think it was in 08. I think it was uh, Coconut Creek. Uh, okay. Coconut Creek Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for that information. But again, I want to commend you for standing your ground. Um, it sounds like an easy task uh, to stand your ground when you're in a dealership like that, especially when you're alone. Uh, but right. it isn't. It definitely isn't. And uh, my uh, kudos to you. And uh, you mm -hmm. are an example to other women that uh, you can prepare yourself and you can just leave. And Earl, he, he, uh, he wrote a great column on just that. Uh, whenever mm -hmm. they're, you know, you're not getting any cooperation and you're getting a lot of pressure, mm -hmm. just leave. Okay, I'll let the guys chime in on this. And uh, again, thank you for calling. Earl? Yeah, I was just, uh, came to my mind, I, uh, this is the perception of car dealers, and largely is accurate, and we talk about it a lot. And I always think about the Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and, uh, and professions. I, I just Googled it uh, uh, to refresh my memory. Uh, this has been going on every year since 1977. The Gallup organization, you know, number one world-respected uh, polling organization, uh, they ask this simple question of every, uh, of uh, you know, they, they do it in the United States. Uh, I'm not sure if it's done in other countries. But the United States, for, since 1977, almost 50 years, 
uh, they ask this question. Please tell me how would you rate the honesty and ethical standards of people in these different fields? Uh, very high, high, average, low, or very low. And uh, they take all the, the basic professions. And uh, the number one, every year I've seen it, uh, every single year, and I, I believe this, nurses. Nurses are number one. Uh, medical doctors are number two. Uh, grade school teachers. I mean, you know, who doesn't have a warm and fuzzy memory about your grade school teachers? Well, I have one. I don't have a warm and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I went to a Catholic she school. Me, she sent me to the cloakroom. Anybody remember what a cloakroom is? That's I've, how long ago I read I was about in, that in grade school. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's go to the bottom of the list. Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions. Uh, this year, uh, 2021, the full year 19, 2021, at the bottom were lobbyists. And the car dealers rarely don't make the bottom, but the lobbyists who are responsible for keeping the car dealers where they are. <laughs> it's like a team, you know. But next, car dealers are, are number uh, two. Every year since wow. 1977, car dealers have either been last or next to last. Oh, I mean, wow. just unbelievable. It's, it's shameful. Unbelievable. So. But listening to her story, I just my heart sank. Just that, that that tactic of keeping you in the store, like wearing you down, basically getting yeah. the customer to the point where they just want to throw up their hands and just say fine. Yeah. It's like it's so exhausting, and the idea of starting over at another place, yeah. it doesn't even that you can't it's, even consider it. Doesn't it. So appeal you, to you. So you just give in, and or give in to most of their Mo ridiculous requests. And and most consumers do just that. What mm -hmm. Josh just said, give in. And uh, April again, <laughs> I have to yeah. thank you for calling and to mm -hmm. let you know, uh, you've really encouraged a lot of women to call this mm -hmm. morning or in the future. Okay. You have really helped us build this platform, and I want to thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure. I thank you for what you do. I hope you, oh, you're quite welcome. Hope to hear from you again. Yes, ma'am. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960, okay. or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget that you can subscribe to uh, Earl Stewart on Cars, uh, the podcast, uh, using any of the following podcast apps from your smartphone, uh, from your iPhone, and uh, you can uh, just uh, subscribe to Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to Spotify, Google Amazon, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud. So there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. <laughs> Any more options there? <laughs> <laughs> the list is endless. Exactly. Uh, so uh, give us a call, and uh, we're going to get back to Josh. Yeah, I have I have a couple of a text here, but just want to stay on April's call there too. The I think there's a real lesson here. She mentioned that that happened a long time ago, 2008, Eight. I believe, and it's still fresh in her memory. So oh. just those sort of experiences they stick with you and. and I just wish more car business, uh, dealerships would, would be aware of that. Well, yeah. you know, and the auto manufacturers and other car dealers all are aware of this. And uh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand if someone has a terrible experience when they do something, they don't want to repeat it. And there's no question in my mind if you could hit, hit a switch and make auto dealers treat 
the buyers with courtesy, respect, and transparency, <coughs> it would probably increase business by 30, 40 percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will just go, uh, uh, they'll make the car last longer. Finally, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. The cars cost them too much to maintain, and they have to buy a car. That's the only time they go out. As I said earlier, I've, this is a common expression. I'd rather have a root canal than mm-hmm. buy a car. And that's how bad the experience is. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's changing. It's uh, there's a lot of uh, momentum now building up to change the way cars are retailed and bought. You yeah. never you never forget the feeling of uh, feeling hijacked yeah. in a dealership. Sometimes I think the uh, the the shortage that we we find ourselves in sort of reversed that trend. I thought there was a a groundswell you know, with the you know, with access to the inter- internet and information, all these resources that the, the buyer was getting the upper hand, and then all of a sudden, here comes the shortage, and it's a, it's yeah. a seller's market um, more than it's ever been. You know, actually, the uh, situation with low supply, high demand has, has lessened some of the trickery because they don't, have, no, to. They yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Because now, as you say, it's a seller's market. They put the price on the car, thousands of dollars over MSRP, and you can take it or leave it. I mean, one dealer we shopped regularly, um, you know, who was just uh, fined $10 million, $10 million by the Federal Trade Commission, the Napleton Group, uh, uh, on their door they had, uh, I, I forget the exact, the exact wording was, but the car that you didn't buy today will be bought <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. by that, the next person. Yeah, the car that you... Uh, looked at today, want to think about until tomorrow. Someone looked at yesterday and is coming in today to oh, buy, or yeah, something yeah. like that. I've, so we, it's uh, <laughs> I've seen that. So they're they're in the catbird seat, mm-hmm. and counterintuitively, uh, they're 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 just laying it on the ground. I mean, the line. I mean, they're saying you're going to pay thousands over. Ha ha. There's nothing you can do about it because if you don't buy it, somebody else is going to buy it. Uh, when the supply comes back, competition increases, availability increases. Then their trick. Yeah, and then then they're back in a situation where um, where volume is the key. Right now, they don't care about volume because they could sell. They're making more on selling 100 cars than they ever made selling 300 cars exactly. before. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's why you see these. I, I just saw a new addendum from a dealer in uh, uh, North Miami, twenty nine thousand dollar market adjustment, and then all the fees. I think yeah. it, it it totaled like. Uh, $30,000 over sticker. Exactly. You just shake your head. <laughs> it's, I guess somebody's paying that. Uh, for sure, <laughs> yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, to the automotive news that I spoke about earlier, you know, here's just an example of me mentioning this morning about these weak fines. And uh, I really hung on to this. This here is a uh, automotive news from May the 12th. And uh, it, it's just mind-boggling. Here, for instance, uh, listen up. Um, it took five years, five years to plead guilty to felony in a federal, in a federal courthouse. Um, and this is for fraudulent emissions. And guess what kind of a fine they got? $300 million. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Pocket change. Do you know what Volkswagen got? $2 billion. <laughs> what has happened? Okay, we got any more and text over there? We're going to go back to the phones where okay. John is holding from Palm City. I kind of get all revved up and fired up. Fired up. <laughs> There's just so much going on. Okay, John, good morning and welcome. Good morning to everyone. If it seems like you're waiting forever for your newly ordered imported car, um, one of the big problems are it could be sitting in Brunswick, Georgia, on the docks 
There's over a thousand cars waiting to be delivered. The problem is no truckers to pick them up. Hmm. So that's a tremendous delay, and there's way over a thousand. They showed the cars on the news just sitting idle, waiting to be delivered, and they don't have the truckers to deliver them. So I just thought I'd mention that too. Also, waiting for cars in uh, Michigan and Dearborn plant. There's a load of Ford brand new F 150s sitting idle. They don't have the chips to finish the car up. So there's delays that are considered, you know, what, these two places alone. And then another delay I'll tell you about Tesla, which we know is the number one EV vehicle. There's 260 days waiting time to order one. There's 50,000 orders being held. And just alone, last month in China alone, they sold 33,000 uh, brand new Teslas. So when there's something hot on fire, that's the automobile. Hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Elon Musk uh, makes more on every Tesla uh, he sells than any of the other manufacturers. His profit margin from when he, when he sells a car directly, because there's no dealers involved, uh, when he sells a car directly, it's about 23%. And I think the average uh, manufacturer other than Tesla maybe makes 10%. So hmm. he's... Uh, He's not only making more money, but the good news is, uh, well, I started to say he doesn't mark it up over MSRP. He does have a nominal dealer fee, a couple hundred bucks, I think. <laughs> well, in my opinion, the government is picking specifically on, on him, his automobile. There were 35 crashes, 14 deaths caused by the autopilot hmm. on the Model S, X, 3, and Y. So NHTS is investigating... That's 2014 to 2021 on his cars. I don't believe there's anything wrong with the autopilot. It's just the people behind that's not using the, the autopilot correctly or setting it wrong, but yet they're making a big production out of that, and uh, I think it's unfair. And also, they're picking on him because of his free speech, and that's another story in itself. But yeah. I believe that they're picking specifically on him not only because he's successful, but I guess I don't know what it is because he has a successful car or whatever. But whatever it is, they're not going to shut him down like they did in 1948. They do with the Tucker car or uh, John DeLorean. Uh, whatever they're up to, I don't understand. But he is number one by far. And I think that if they try to pick on him, they're picking on the wrong individual. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he will prevail. Uh, we mentioned last week on the show that Tesla is the number one luxury car seller in America. I'm, that's amazing. I mean, they outsell BMW, Mercedes, Lexus. Number one, Tesla. So they're they're right there. They're selling every car they can make, and they're they're making them faster now because some of the uh, situations with plants shut down in China are coming back to um, you know they're able to manufacture cars there now. So it's, it'll be it'll be fun watching the Tesla phenomenon. Yeah, and John, I'll tell you the automobile industry. Yeah, when whenever you're number one, I'll tell you what you got to be pre be prepared to take the punches. Yeah, Rick has a comment. You don't really see a markup on Teslas because he sets the MSRP on it anyways. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why it should be. I mean, he, he, Apple, his markup is in his MSRP. Apple, Apple does the same thing. Yeah, you, you you charge what you can sell the car for. The, see, the problem with with uh, playing games with uh, prices is that you don't know the price. I mean, it's just absolutely insulting to a person's intelligence to not tell them the price. 
I mean, can you imagine trying to buy uh, a loaf of bread or a television set hmm. or anything? They say, listen, are you going to buy it today? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Well, when you're ready to buy, come back and see me. I'll give you my best price. <laughs> Meanwhile, shop around with the other places, come back, and I'll beat the price. That's the way car dealers sell cars. Mm -hmm. And it's just an insult to people's intelligence. And pretty soon... Uh, you're going to be trouble. If, the if you want the price of a Tesla to come down, other manufacturers are going to have to build a, an equally quality electric vehicle for exactly. cheaper, and yeah. then they'll come down. Exactly. Well, hey, that's John, actually starting to happen. Yeah, it, it uh, will. John, it will. I want to thank you for calling and updating us, as usual, with uh, new and, <clears throat> well, not so great um, information sometimes. <laughs> have a great weekend. John, do you have any other questions? Or no, information I just want to mention us? that uh, specifically about that's the second largest uh, imported pier in the United States. I think the biggest one is in California, and a lot of cars come in through that Brunswick, Georgia, and it's kind of sad that this cars are still sitting there and no truckers to pick them up and people are waiting anxiously for their automobiles. And then we can get into a further problem. If some of these vehicles, especially that don't have the um, chips, we get into the end of the year, and they're 2022 cars, and as Earl mentions, when you buy toward the end of the year, you're buying actually a year-old car, even though it's brand new. So yeah. we could run into a further problem when they back up like that. Absolutely. Well, the, the, the bright side there comes to mind is, you know, the fact that cars really aren't depreciating all that much, so that the... that. The fact that you're buying a model year late in the model year is less impactful now than it has been historically. So just one I little silver lining. People will be glad to get it the way they're shortage. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be glad to get it. John, All thank right, you guys, so much. I'm waiting for the shopping report. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, John. We're going to go to Julie, who's been holding uh, from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Julie. Welcome back. Good morning. Um, I had a story about towing um, over 10 years ago. My mother and I were at the mall at Wellington Green, the big mall in Wellington, and we went to leave, and um, we were heading back to West Palm, and we heard this terrible noise, and my tire was flat. So I called AAA. They came out, and the one man said, I usually handle the southbound lanes on 441. I'll have to charge you another $25 for the northbound lanes. So my, uh, I tell you to my mother, can you call AAA and see if they can find someone who can cover the northbound lane? And he said, oh, no, no, this won't be a problem. So he changes and puts the spare on. I said to him, does that line ever work? And he wouldn't say it. He just laughed. <laughs> so he leaves. My mother gets on the phone to AAA and said this man had tried to rip us off. And the AAA representative started laughing and said, just when I think I've heard it all. So um, later that night, we saw on the news that um, multiple cars at the Wellington, the mall at Wellington Green had had their tires splashed. So my tire was fine up to that point. Um, I haven't heard anything, and that's been over 10 years ago, as regarding, you know, splashing tires at that mall. But um, people try and take advantage of you at every turn. Exactly. Absolutely, Julie. Thanks for sharing that story with us. We're all laughing. Yeah. That's wild. Yes, it, 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 it was pretty crazy. I mean, my mother and I just looked at each other like, does he think we're idiots, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's great is that you uh, stood your ground, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah it, so thank I assume people, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I assume people must have paid the $25 if he was still trying to use that line, so. Well, I hope uh, he lost his affiliation with AAA. That, that's I hope so. A, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, what next? All right, thank you. Bye-bye. You're quite welcome, Julie. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Josh. Yeah, I have a text here. This is from Mark, and uh, this is a a little tribute to Rick and and your ilk. (laughs) (laughs) On Sunday, June 12th, we celebrate National Automotive Service Professionals Day. On behalf of your loyal YouTube viewers, especially Mark Smith and Mark Ryan from Iowa, as well as your growing national and international radio audience, we take this opportunity to thank you for all your contributions, not only to the weekly radio show, but the thousands and thousands of people's lives you've positively impacted throughout your career. Your ability to take fairly complicated and technical items and communicate them in a way that all people can generally understand is truly a gift. For all of this and even more, we sincerely thank you. In recognition of this special occasion, perhaps Earl would treat you to a Publix oven, oven rotisserie ch- chicken, <laughs> or your wife will uh, grill you a li- ribeye steak tonight, um, <laughs> or you'll grill your own ribeye steak. Uh, enjoy your special day tomorrow, as it clearly has been earned and well deserved. You are the best. Yeah. Hey. Well, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> and to all the guys, uh, you know, turning wrenches into shops everywhere. Thank you for all you do. And remember that not only does Rick monitor YouTube, he makes a lot of YouTube videos, and hundreds, maybe thousands. Oh, I, we've, we've I think a few. By but. far, our most viewed uh, videos that we've uh, put up there um, uh, highlight Rick. I think you have one that's over a million, I believe. The the squeaky brakes might be up there or close to it. It's, it the uh, how to unlock or how to unlock your steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Those are uh, upwards of a million. So you've you've saved. Uh, uh, countless people from jams uh, um, throughout the years. Yeah, if you go, if you Google Amazing. a problem uh, on, you know, just Google a problem. I, I Google. Everyone does. I don't know how many. <laughs> you're, and it's an automotive problem. There's a good chance you might get Rick because I'll give you the YouTube little clip, and he has a whole bunch of them there. Uh, I guess. How, how, what's your thought process? You you say, what do I have to? customers or, or when I do repairs or what's the most common problem and then you say okay and this is how I fix it and then you do a video on it. That's pretty much it. It yeah. just we, we look for what are the biggest customer concerns? What, what, are, what are people encountering in the world yeah. that they need to know and what can we do and show them information that they might not think of in the heat of the moment yeah. that might help them solve that situation so, on their own or, so when or you save go to Google, hassle. When you go to Google, in your own words, re, you know, re, repeat your problem. Yeah, how do I do this? Yeah, what a, I'm hearing a, a, a bing, bing, bing in the right rear of my uh, Ford F-150 or whatever, whatever the phenomenon is, try to describe it just the way you would in your yeah. normal language. Sometimes with Google, you try to get too fancy, but Google has this incredible ability, artificial oh. intelligence or whatever it is, just say it the way you would say it, and you, you might end up with Rick telling you how to the, fix it. The yeah. translations in Google, what it can do yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It, they, they've it's got an saver. incredible well, set yeah. What's that. cool is when you, you start typing your question, you're like two words into it, and it autofills the rest yeah. of your question. How do I you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, open a stuff pickle jar and it knows yeah. it. And slow down because it'll do that. It, it, it's yeah. smarter than you are. Exactly. And you're trying to look think at, what to write what down. Those and you are. get three words in there and it tells you what you're going to say. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay, folks, we're having a good time here and we're learning a lot from you and we're giving you a lot of information and please keep the calls coming. We are going to go to Henry who's calling us from Jupiter and Rick, hang on and uh, we'll get right with you. Good morning, Henry. 
Good morning. Welcome. I got two, po- two questions. Uh, one is a uh, consumer report on my Lexus. Uh, a little disappointed there. I know you do the Toyota, and Lexus is a, is a cut above. I bought a 2015 uh, Lexus back in the day, brand new. And, you know, for the amount of time I've owned the car, and I usually keep them seven years or so, you know, there's a lot of points within the car that just don't hold up. Uh, you know, buying the Lexus and a Toyota product, I figured that, you know, it would really stand the test of time. You know, the leather in the, in the seats has faded out, and surprisingly, the, uh, the headlights went bad really quickly with the uh, fogging and the... Uh, the clouding over on the, le- the website mm-hmm. and I just wonder if anybody uh, is experiencing that with the Toyota product is probably made in the same factory but uh, all in all also the navigation system I found to be very complicated so yeah. I just wanted to point that out I don't know if other people have mentioned that to you or if I'm uh, you know by myself on this well, you're, you're right, Henry, if it was Lexus, probably Toyota has it, and Rick is the guy who can answer because he sees all the problems. Those are three of the most common issues that we see across the board, Lexus and Toyota. We get a lot of Lexus in our shop, and the older cars, the leather fades, the leather starts cracking, and it's, it's just the, the leather they use when they're doing natural leather Myself, I would always go for a synthetic leather or synth, uh, man-made product for the seats. You'll find it just it holds up better because the product that they're using to make that those leather seat covers is not a good high-quality leather. And for some reason, they just cheaped out on it, and I don't I don't know why, but they did. The headlights yeah. that is across the board on I would say almost every car manufacturer out there that are using the polycarbonate type headlights, they fog up. And it's, I've, I've even done several experiments on my own vehicle, trying different products, trying different things. And the only thing I have found that actually will help to extend the lifespan of that is uh, they make a clear film. It's kind of like these, like the vinyl wraps they put on cars, but they do a right. clear version that you can have installed on your headlights, but you can clean it and get the get the. Oh yeah, you can you can clean it and, and refinish your headlights, and they'll be good for about another year. And you can do it again. You can do you can do this multiple times, and you'll get another another good year or more if you have it refinished properly by somebody that takes their time and really does it right, or put on that clear film from 3M, and both of those will extend that lifespan of the headlights, and for the navigation. Toyota and Lexus used the same navigation systems, and my opinion, they were garbage right from the start. They've been garbage all the way through. Well, uh, yeah, I, you, use your, you use your smartphone. All the navigation, Garmin, all the navigation systems yep. are better than virtually every manufacturer of auto. Uh, and the smartest thing they've well, ever you know, done. My Chevy, my Chevy truck, uh, and my headlights on my Chevy, and my uh, my navigate my navigation in the truck. I could talk to it like I speak to you. Just say address, and I put in. Just tell her what I want. Yep. Whereas I think I got to speak Japanese to get the Lexus one to work. <laughs> you probably I, I I didn't know about Chevrolet, but I, I that wouldn't surprise me. I yeah. mean, 
Uh, when you think of Garmin, how long has Garmin been around? They well, had a bit of Chevy went to CarPlay a lot sooner than Toyota. Oh, oh I see, yeah. So, okay. and once they started using CarPlay with the, the runs through your phone, oh yeah, it just it blew the market away. That that's just the way to go because it's always updated. You've got instant traffic reports. Everything is right there with what you need. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's the way to One go. One more point. One more question for Earl. Uh, I got a little dilemma. Actually, a family member has a dilemma. Bought a brand, well, I bought a one-year-old Infiniti up in Stewart at the Infiniti dealer, and uh, the Carfax and all, all points said there was no accident to the car. When she uh, had been up there for service a couple times, she kept noticing a little uh, of the, the plastic bumper area kept popping, and she'd mention it, we'd push it back, and it would hold, and then it would pop. Mm-hmm. Well, just... Yesterday, she took it to uh, the Infinity down here in West Palm because the warranty is expiring, and she wanted a full check. And they pulled up their information and said, this car was in an accident. It was in here for three months. Mm. Now, my daughter was surprised. She says, wait a minute. I bought a car that, you know, with a clean repair. What they did was they held the ticket open down here in West Palm, and because the ticket was never closed oh. until after she purchased the car, the hmm. car has a history which is going to depreciate the value, and now she's very upset about driving a car that three months in the shop, I guess it had some pretty good damage. Henry, was it a new, bought new or used? It was a year old. year old, yeah. Um, she'd have recourse if it were new, uh, unused. Uh, the the rule is, if 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 she said to the seller, uh, "Has this car been in any accidents?" and he said no, then she would have recourse. Uh, do you know how that dialogue went? Yeah, no, that's exactly. She was you know, specific about having a clean, clean uh, uh, vehicle, yeah. and uh, I do believe it's a uh, certified dealer certified vehicle. Yeah, that would be, she'd have recourse. If, uh, as a matter of fact, the owner of the Infinity in Stewart, Florida, if it's the same owner that I knew, is a pretty reputable guy. And uh, if uh, she went back and presented her case, uh, I think she could get some consideration from them uh, because they did misrepresent that. Now, you say that was not on the Carfax report. I mean, that'll be their defense, but... Uh, a good, uh, if you check over a car carefully, whether it's on the Carfax report or not, and you use uh, something called a paint meter we use and most dealers do, you can always tell if a car's been in any kind of a significant accident, not a little scratch maybe, but uh, they should have caught that, they should have disclosed it, and I believe if she goes back to Infinity of Stewart, they will uh, uh, compensate her. Is there two different dealers from West Palm to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Schumacher is the dealer in, in West Palm, and uh, I think it's Gus Machado or something. Yeah, Mergado. Mergado, yeah. Yeah, I just looked that up. It's a Mergado Auto Group. Uh, Mergado is a stand-up guy. I just the car went for sale yeah. at another dealer. As a, you know, I mean, if, if you had a car that you could make a few dollars on, you'd keep it within yeah. your own dealership. So they, they sent it along for, I, I'm thinking, for a reason. Tell her, tell her to go back there. She has a problem. Uh, uh, you can uh, text me. I'll give uh, her Mercado's uh, cell phone number. I, I know him personally. <laughs> Did you say that the car was in the West Palm shop for three months being repaired? Yeah, that's, that's three a, months. That's a pretty extensive repair. Out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's not small right. potatoes. And, uh, 
Yeah, and and the fact that they didn't close out because they said the ticket was closed out and they gave her the date. She says, "Well, I already owned the car by the time you closed the ticket." Mm. Yeah, terrible. Well, that explains why it didn't hit the Carfax. Yeah, I think I think right. they'll take care of that for. Hmm. Okay, thanks, Earl. Well, the call calls back and let us know how it went. Yeah, give us an update, Henry, and thanks so much for sharing your story. And uh, get that okay, number sure. from Earl, that cell phone number. That'll be a big help. If okay, could I you. go on hold and maybe collect that from your staff? Uh, well, I, I tell you what, uh, uh, just you, you have. Do you have my cell number? Uh, call call me after the show or text me, and I'll text it to you. Okay. Uh, to my cell number is five six one three five eight fourteen seventy four. Three five eight fourteen seventy four. Yeah, right. A thousand okay. people Thanks. just wrote that down. Thank you, Henry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five million people already. Have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stay on the phones, and we're going to get to Rick's call from Palm Beach Gardens. And Charlie, hang on, we'll get right with you. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Welcome. What can we do for you? Well, I have a mini uh, twenty twenty one Sienna minivan. Um, just had recently a problem with the center console door locking, getting stuck. As a result, I've, I lost uh, my, my uh, handicap placard, you know, the hanging placard uh-huh. was in there, and it, it's gotten lost. And uh, so I'm just wondering if it's uh, something that should be covered by warranty. You mean the cost of the replacement? How did the um, yes. how, well, did, how did the placard get lost? Um, what, what 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 happened to it? Well, it was sitting inside the console, and when the and then that door got you know the door to cover it. Mm-hmm. It only opened like a fraction, and so then when we were able to get you know some things out to open the door, it was it's missing. So it fell and down it inside. Read somewhere. Yeah, I've read somewhere, you know, I've seen some chats there because we were trying to figure out how to get in, and then we came across the Sienna chat where it's been an issue with other people. Hmm. So the the car ate your placard, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, I don't see how that would be able to be covered under warranty that something got, a foreign object basically got lost down inside. Um because what would have to happen is a technician, there's there's no actual defect in the parts of workmanship. It's just, you know, there's always going to be gaps around doors. And so for a technician well, is, to know, disassemble it to find it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that they'd have to cover the technician's time to disassemble that console to find out where it went and get it out for you and then put it back together. Can you um, estimate how how long that operation would take? There's no telling because it, it could. I mean, if it simply slipped down in, it might be just a one hour deal to take it, pull one cover or two covers off. But if it fell way down into the bottom, mm-hmm. that could be several hours to tear it apart. I've heard of stories of like some personal items being lost, like <clears throat> under a seat. They get underneath the carpet, right? And then you have to like remove a whole seat to get to it. Sometimes just to get under that carpet, yeah. you may have to remove a, a seat or. A bunch uh, of trim. It's a really unfortunate situation. I'm really sorry to hear this. Yeah, it is definitely. And, uh, you, you know, it may be worth your while to go over. And I know it's an inconvenience and very annoying to go to the courthouse and uh, get that placard replaced. Yeah, but uh, that may be thing. your only <laughs> alternative. I've done it. You, uh, 
Can you do that online nowadays, maybe? Or do you have to go in person? It's, it's been a while since <laughs> I've, I've done yeah. that. Uh, my, so wife, see, my wife just recently got two of them because we have two vehicles. So Yeah, that's what uh, I got was two of them. It it's, it's a pain. And, you know, you two of them. And they had an express line that. when I went the last time. So you might want to look well, into I, that. Right now at the courthouse, I know for a fact, uh, anything to do with automotive, you're going to need to make an appointment and make sure you are punctual for that appointment because it says right on their site if you are more than 15 minutes late your appointment no longer exists yeah you might want to look into what josh just suggested and that's uh, <coughs> excuse me going online right josh yeah I, I, a, lot of, a lot of these those services can be done uh, yeah. you know over the phone mm-hmm. or mail or on the computer exactly nowadays. rick good luck to you yeah we wish you luck sir. Right. and give us a call let us know how it turned out uh, okay, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, the disgust. Yeah. What can you do? Okay, we're going to go to Charlie, uh, who's been holding in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Charlie. Uh, good morning, uh, guys. First thing I want to say is thank you for having your show. I don't know if you realize there's hundreds and hundreds of people that listen. They just don't call in, but they pick up information from you guys, and it's a great public service. It's, well, thank you. Uh, anyway, but it's for the whole crew. Oh, thank you. We I know thank Earl you. Wants to, Earl is probably, uh, anyway. Here's my question. I have a 2015 Honda Odyssey that I bought brand new, and uh, over the years, the window, and Honda calls it window molding, but it's the rubber piece that uh, goes kind of at the bottom of the window. So when the electric window goes down, I guess it's water from going in and out. And um, I replaced them on a Corvette many years ago. But my question is, is it worth replacing? Because I went to one body shop, and the gentleman said he could spray some type of uh, silicone or something on the dry rot. And then he said it's not that important to replace it because water is going to get down there one way or another. So my question is, is it worth me doing uh, replacing the molding, which is going to cost you know, like $150 a window, or should I just let it be and move on with my life? Now, is this the molding that's at the top, the top edge of the door, uh, where the door and the window meet on that edge on the outside? No, it's down at the bottom of where the window goes down. But, but on the on the metal of the door, it's the top edge of the metal of the door. And then where yeah, where the door, at the bottom of the window, but at the top of the door, the, the main body yes. of the door. Correct. Yeah, that's called the belt molding, uh, yes. in case you want the, the technician's term for it. Uh, we call that one a belt molding. And they... They do get very dry rotted over time. Florida sun's really hard on that rubber. And yes, its main purpose is to prevent things like leaves, debris, and a lot of dirt from getting down inside the door. Uh, Because what'll happen is, and water of course goes right past those, but any of the dirt and debris that gets down in there can sometimes plug up the drain holes at the bottom of the door, and then the water can't get back out of the door. Mm. So. Uh, it's up to you. I, I would not worry about it too much. You know, if they're still relatively in good condition, I wouldn't worry about it. But if you do happen to notice that when you open and close your door, if you hear any sort of sloshing maybe 
like there might be a little bit of water in there, take a metal coat hanger, open the door, and look along the bottom edge, and you'll see three or four little drain holes there. They're just little gap holes. Just straighten out the coat hanger, push it in and wiggle it around to clear out the dirt and debris, and make sure the water drains out, and you'll be fine for years to come yet. you got to lie down on your back to do that, right? No, you just kind of uh, a little stool. Oh. Sit down, just bend over, and feel for those holes and just wiggle it up in there. Or you, or you put on your lift. You, most people you have a lift at your house, right? Oh, yeah. I've got five <laughs> at my house. <laughs> or even a, a pipe cleaner works. So Doesn't Those everyone? work well to clean them up. <laughs> That's a great so tip. So basically, you're saying that uh, for me, it's just I'm looking at it going, nah, this don't look good, but it's still functional. and Because I think they want like, I'm going to say $200 a piece because when they do the front one, they have to take the mirror off. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. At least. YouTube and saw it. You know, it's a, like a, a, spray. A, a big job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for sprays, I wouldn't put any sort of spray on it because that spray then is going to get on your window and it's going to haze up your window and can make it very hard to see. And when that spray gets down inside the door on some of the other pieces, it's to, every time you put the window up and down, you're going to get those streaks on the window and it looks horrible and it can be very dangerous if suddenly you don't have a good clean view through that window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys probably saving me about 500 bucks, so uh, <laughs> I'll just live with it the way it is and keep the rest of the car clean. Thanks yeah. so much for answering. There's, there's, there's a 10 percent charge, so please. Yeah, and it. my address that you can send <laughs> that to. That's what we like is. to hear. Thank you so much. Give us a with call interest. again. <laughs> Have a great weekend, Charlie. Bye-bye. We're going to go to Bobby, who's been holding in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bobby. Uh, First of all, I want to tell the boss that Rick answers his emails. So uh, if you write into him with questions and you send sounds from your cars or whatever and you have a problem, he answers them. So I'm just making sure the boss knows. Fabulous. job. (laughs) He answers my emails, but I'm glad that he answers your emails, too. Um, the, the second thing, you've been talking about Teslas and that sort of thing. I, a friend of mine has bought a couple of them, and um, the last one he bought, they had a $400 vehicle registration added on, um, which, as you guys have discussed, is sort of a little high. And in his particular case, he's a disabled veteran, um, and is entitled to free registration or something like free registration. Yeah, it's like $20, and I, dollars, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right, something, something along that line. And he brought that up to him, and the guy just said, do you want the car or not? Oh, my gosh. Oh, to a disabled veteran, so, he said that. So, so right. Huh. So I, I, I don't think they're any better or any worse, but they're, they're probably about the same. He also said that they deliver the car and they actually deliver it to your house when, when it comes in after six months after ordering. Um, but there are a couple parts missing, things like, uh, you know, the little screen that pulls over the hatchback so you can't see through the back window of what's oh. under the hatch or something. So not big things, but some things like that. You can't call anybody. You have to email. You, there's, nobody will answer the phone. To, to, and the part is not available, so you you have to go and email and and then wait for the part to come. You're, yeah, that's you're a, just stuck. I did. Uh, you see, that was a Tesla, so so that was yeah. I I bought a Tesla, as, as you probably know, and I, I the sales experience was not delightful. The online was 
uh, a little troublesome. As a matter of fact, uh, I just had a little problem with my Tesla. I, had, I got a nail on my tire and I had an issue with a, another issue, but um, they're only open for service uh, half a day on Saturday, which has shocked me, and they're not open at all on Sunday. And uh, if you call them, they're they're very they're not very responsive. I've never thought that Elon Musk and Tesla was the the perfect uh, situation, but they build a great car. It's a lot of fun to drive, but they have problems. I mean, my I, I give you an example: a nail on my tire. I had to replace the tire. Guess how much my tire cost to replace? Uh, well, four hundred and seventy-eight dollars. One tire. One you, tire. You want to know why? Well, it's a special-made tire. Yeah. Because it has a special foam insert in the tire yeah. and a sensor built into the tire. Yeah. And it requires specially trained technicians to even put that tire on and off. Yeah, you sound like Elon Musk. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I know my limitations. That's why I wouldn't touch that one. A man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a run-flat tire, is it? Yeah, it is. It, it is. is. It is a run-flat. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, dirty hair. No, you know, I, I, sometimes I think people come across, you know, Tesla advocates uh, seem to uh, raise Elon Musk in the car to the heavens, and it's perfect. It's far from perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my Tesla is, does not have the quality of the Camry I'm driving right now while my Tesla's in the shop. Uh, there, there are a lot of things uh, that it lacks, but the one thing it does have, amazing technology. It's a fun car to drive, and uh, I just love to pass gas stations. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It's yeah. a it's a lot of fun. And Bobby, you know, I, I'm really glad I wasn't driving the Tesla the day that it just quit, that it just uh, shut down. But you day know, what, Bob, the let, me, let me go back to right, Bobby. That saved you. That saved you a lot of trouble. You know what I do, Bobby, on this. I, the thing that really guiles me about this is that the the veteran should have gotten that registration for. Did you say twenty bucks? It's like it's a nominal fee. A yeah. Nominal fee. Yeah. And they and they and, and some stupid Tesla salesman uh, gave him that answer. I would call. Uh, are you local Palm Beach County? I'd, uh, yeah. I'd call. I'd call uh, Channel Five, Channel Twelve, Channel Twenty Five. I'd call for the uh, advocate, the consumer reporter. This is a great story. A Tesla. Uh, story. There are a lot of people out there with Tesla. You either love them or you hate them, and the media loves this. So they would love to get hold of this story where a veteran was told that he had to pay, what you said, 400 bucks for registration when he should have only paid 20. And they told him, if I didn't want the car, for, uh, then then to leave. That would make a great story. I'll bet you that as soon as that was being discussed by WPTV Channel 5. The Tesla would probably take care of it immediately. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> if I could say uh, one more idea for people, and I, I'm sure a lot of people have thought of this, because uh, cars are hard to come by or, or a little expensive, yeah. um, you might think about if you're going on a vacation or taking a ride somewhere to, I don't know, whatever, rent, just rent a car for a, for a week or so. They're, sure. they're still not too expensive. Forty, or, You can get a Camry or something for 40 or $50 a day, which is not cheap, but it's not a lot of money, and they get good gas mileage. Mm-hmm. And if your car's getting older and you don't want to take it out on the road, you, you get a new car, and it's sort of fun. You get, a, you get a new car for a week or something like that, and it sort of adds to the vacation, although it adds to the price a little bit. Yeah, it's... Uh with gas at uh, five bucks a gallon is 
lot of people rethinking those long drives on vacation. So, but you're yep. right. Yeah, yeah and, and Costco is a good place for that too. Costco has a, a car rental section on their website, Costco Travel. Oh, I didn't and they know seem that. To oh. get pretty, they seem to get pretty good prices. I can vouch so. for that. I, I saved hundreds one one year when I took a vacation. Used Costco as oh. compared to oh, really? uh, just going through a uh, you oh. know Avis or Hertz. Yeah. Wow. Same, they, they just have a great discount deal. Just when did, when did they girl. start renting mm-hmm. cars? It's, it's been at least four or five years. That, that trip was wow. four years ago. Cheapest chickens and chickens are cheapest gas. <laughs> the, the price leading chickens. Well, well th- thanks for the show and thank Rick for uh, answering my email. Thanks, Bobby. My pleasure. Thank you, Bobby. Sure. Uh, we are going to go to James, who's calling us from Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome. Good morning, James. Hi. Hey, good morning. Good I have morning. A question about the morning. I have a question about the current generation rap for. I was seeing a lot of people on the Facebook group talking about leaks from, I guess, like some washers or some seals, maybe around the roof rack, causing the headliners to get destroyed. And Toyota doesn't seem to know anything about it, and they're saying it's not a manufacturing defect even on like a one-year-old vehicle? I personally haven't heard of a, a RAV4 like issue with leaks through the roof rack, um, So, but maybe Rick has a better insight. I haven't seen any TSBs about that yet. Um, That's a technical service bulletin to those who... Right. When, yep. What happens is if when a, when a dealer... Or what, R- RFQs. Uh, any RFQs? R- Did you do a DPR? I'm not going there. <laughs> well, uh, what happens is when, it, when a technician sees a car with a problem like that, a, a water leak or something, they'll file a dealer product report, and as soon as that product report goes in... A DPR. That's, that's called a DPR. The factory gets notification of it, and they will start looking, and if they get several of these coming in, they'll immediately start looking at the process on building the car to see if there's something they need to change and technical service bulletins can come out within a couple of days just from one DPR being filed. So uh, they may have something coming very soon about that. Sometimes it does take a little longer before that gets out, but so far we have been advised of it, and I have not seen any major numbers of roof rack leaks in the shop yet, uh, but we have seen other cars that come in. Uh, there, there was one other model, uh, uh, Tacoma pickups, as a matter of fact, the third brake light up in the roof they had a lot of those were leaking water in and once they see an issue with it they will get this information out to us very quickly there is a little chatter on the internet if you google it um says you know it's split between the okay. you know, sunroof and the roof rack so whether or not it's uh, isolated or a really common problem is that it might it yeah. might present itself but thank you for bringing this to our attention. Yeah, and in the meantime, it's covered under warranty anyways. So your car should be completely repaired. And if there's any signs of dampness or odor, go back to the dealer and let them know because that needs to be taken care of. That needs to be completely dried out and cleaned to make sure there's no signs of any mold or mildew getting in the car. And the Toyota will reimburse the dealer and cover all of that. Mm-hmm. And James, I just Googled it. And you go to Google, put in yeah. RAV4 roof rack leak, and the first thing that popped up, there's a YouTube, uh, obviously not by Rick, uh, called RAV4 Roof Leak Explained 2019, 2020, 2021 Toyota RAV4. So 
that'll that'll help you. And uh, uh, we haven't seen them, uh, but uh, apparently they do exist. If you, uh, you know, yeah. we had enough rain this last week, I'm sure it, one would have presented itself yeah. if, if there was a leak in your vehicle. Yeah, I've seen like hundreds of these cases on the uh, Facebook mm-hmm. yeah. Craft Four Owners Club. Interesting. So I don't know why. Yeah, Toyota seems to not know anything about it. Or you know, it they yeah, probably yeah, know. It just has to reach a certain threshold, I believe, before it becomes. You know, they. You know, like most corporations, it, until it reaches a yeah. tipping point, actions are really not taken. Yeah. So. Well, okay. thank you very much. Thank you very much. James, you called something to our attention, a Toyota dealer. Mm-hmm. They didn't know about a RAV4 roof leak, and we got them. Because why Google it, and we got them. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, our customers have not uh, complained to Rick yet. Anyway. Yeah, we haven't seen that many in the shop. Yeah. Thanks very much, James. Thank yeah, you. Thanks so much, James. Okay, thank you. Let us know how that all turns out. Our telephone number here is 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Take advantage of... Your anonymous feedback. We're going to go back to Josh. Yeah, I have a couple of texts here. This is from Steve in New Jersey. Uh, he says, good, good morning, Earl. I often tell people when looking to buy a car that it's equally important to research dealerships in addition to condu- into conducting car research. Cars will break. Partnering, partnering with a reputable dealership will help mitigate the hassle of car ownership. And if you can find a good place, I think he's absolutely right. Yeah. And, and that might be one of the... You know, with all the advantages of buying directly from the manufacturer that Tesla's presenting, the the fact that, you know, in the best case scenario, having a good relationship with the dealership can be a very beneficial relationship. Yeah, a yeah. good relationship with the dealership, a good relationship with a, a technician like mm-hmm. Rick, a good relationship with a service advisor uh, or a car salesman. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about human beings. Uh, we have done mystery shopping reports where... Uh, one, of, one of our worst-rated dealers would actually have uh, a salesperson that was a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, we even had one a couple weeks ago that says, hey, listen, go to Earl Stewart Toyota because they won't mark cars up over MSRP. That was Malik yeah. mm-hmm. from last week. So we, so we mm-hmm. actually, yeah. we actually, uh, yeah, it's it's people. You're dealing with people. Uh, the car dealer can be good, bad, or in the middle. Find a good technician. Find a good service advisor. Find an honest salesperson. There's great people at, at all these dealerships. Yeah, there yeah. really is. Yeah. Uh, you got to be quick because sometimes they don't last long. Because, <laughs> you know, there's some people. Literally, if you got a if you got an honest salesperson in a really terrible dealership, he's not going to make any money. Oh no, for real. We uh, and we've had in the past people who've come to work for us. Um, from another manufacturer, yeah. and then all of their loyal people came to buy cars for them, yeah. even though it was a different brand. They 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 followed the person, not yeah. the car. We hired uh, Delray Toyota's number one salesman. Do you remember his name? Oh, you're talking about Pedro. Pedro, yeah. No, no, no. We hired. It was Bra- Brayman Honda. <laughs> okay, we 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 hired Delray Toyota's number one salesman, and he can. After uh, about six months, he came into my office and he said. I apologize, Mr. Stewart. I'm gonna have to leave. And I said, "Why?" Oh, okay. And he said, "He says, well, we don't have any floor traffic here. Now that means people coming in the door, people responding to advertisements." And Delray Toyota would run these ads, bait and switch, below cost. They couldn't sell the car for that. And then the salesperson would talk to them. And if you, if the salesperson could trick them into buying another car, they would sell the car. So a good salesperson there was able. Because he could talk to 25 people a day, but maybe only sell three cars a day. But three cars a day is a lot of cars. 
So at our dealership, because we advertise the real price, and what we really do, we'd only have maybe 20 people a day, but everyone would buy a car, but he wouldn't get to talk to mm-hmm. one maybe that day. So uh, good salespeople don't last at at bad dealerships, and bad salespeople don't last at good dealerships. That's very true. Yeah. It's all about people. Great information. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to the phones, and uh, we're all going to go out to Boynton Beach, and we're going to talk to Moshi. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Hello. How can we help Good you this morning. morning? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. Wonderful. My name is Moshe Katzberg. And uh, I called uh, into the station in the past. Uh, that was back in uh, May of last year. Oh, about a year ago. Yeah. Amazing. We recall oh. you. Oh, well, I... I Welcome I again. Believe. Well, thank you very much. If I may uh, rekindle shortly uh, what my issue was and why, and then it will come to why I'm calling today, and uh, you may be very gratified to find out that I took your advice. But let me get down to the nitty-gritty. If you recall... Last year I called because I had leased a car uh, from a Schumacher uh, dealership, uh, a Jeep, a 2018 Jeep. In 2018, it was a three-year lease, which was due to expire on October of 2021. Uh, The reason I called back in May was as I was approaching the end of my lease, I decided that I want to purchase the car at the end of the lease. And that's where all hell broke loose, <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, when I called Ally Bank directly, they oh, yeah. informed me that I could not buy this car directly from them per Florida state law, which till today I have never given, been able to verify, even though I contacted the Attorney General's office in Tallahassee. That's not true. No one could di- Please, yeah, is that true, by the way? No, you, you can buy it, uh, I, I, at least through uh, Southeast Toyota Finance in the state of Florida. If you have a leased vehicle, you can buy it directly from them. I, I confirmed that recently. South? Well, if you're, if you're like leasing with Toyota, um, so it, it might be a Toyota, uh, I mean, a Honda, I'm sorry, you were, it was a Jeep, uh, like a Chrysler or an Ally um, financial rule, yes. I suppose, but it's definitely not a state of Florida rule. So... First of all, please tell me, uh, let me digest the information. In the future, may I buy it from uh, this agency you just mentioned? The scenario I was referring to is had you leased a vehicle um, from Southeast Toyota Finance, so that that would be, it would have to be a Toyota vehicle in this state. Um, Then Ah. you would have the right at the end of your lease or at any time in your lease to buy it directly from the bank without it going through a dealership. They'll send you the, the application for title. You could register it yourself at the DMV. You, well, you do not have to involve the, uh, the, the dealership. And Moshe, there's also, there's also some breaking news on this subject, and that is that there are a couple of South Florida attorneys that are suing a whole lot of car dealers in Florida and maybe out of Florida uh, for violating uh, the Consumer Leasing Act. 1976 right. Consumer Leasing Act, and they, the Consumer Leasing Act specifically says that your option to purchase is the price that you should have to pay uh, for the car. They cannot charge anything more. And uh, I've, I've advised a couple of other callers to me on this subject to refer, and I've given them the names and contact information of these two, two attorneys, 
And when you mention this to a dealer, because all the car dealers now know about this uh, big suit, that they will cave in and allow you to buy it for the purchase option price. Well, uh, well, well that, that's great news. Let me tell you what has transpired since, because I'm a little bit downstream trying mm -hmm. to cut the chase here and mm -hmm. not trying to hog your airtime. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you suggested at the time was I, when I was lamenting to you my woes uh, <laughs> and the runaround that I got from Ally, which was incredible because I could never get a direct answer from them except that go back to the dealer, go back to you. We cannot sell it to you because we don't have a dealer's license in Florida. That is Florida state law. You've got to go to a dealer. Slam dunk. I even mailed them full payment, including Florida sale tax. They mailed the check back to me. Hey. So uh, I ended up. I, in fact, I, I did call you, Earl, if you recall, mm -hmm. contacted you, and you turned me over to Stu, and Stu emailed me that my best, uh, my most favorable option will be to go back to my original uh, dealership. If Stu is there, he can verify that. Anyway, that's downstream. Well, what I ended up doing is I ended up finding a small-time dealer who was willing to process the purchase for me for $500, mm -hmm. and I ended up purchasing the vehicle Good. last October. After all the runaround now, but at the time that I called you last year in May, and I was still full of fume and, and smoke coming out of my ears, <laughs> uh, you, 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 yeah, well, you were uh, very uh, sympathetic to my cause, and you suggested that you, you knew about this problem, and you said that we guys should get together, or you guys should get together and get a class action going. Well, that's exactly where I am right now. Oh, I am suing Ally. I'm suing <laughs> Ally. I, I have an attorney. Ooh. I have an attorney, and in fact, this attorney is uh, uh, hooked up to a, another attorney, Earl, Sh uh, um, what's his name, Earl Adam Schreiber, I may, maybe I get the last name wrong, uh, Mr. Schreiber down in Miami had the same issue with a, a Chrysler, and uh, he had to pay the dealer above the stated uh, buyout price, and he, to the dealer uh, somewhere in Miami, uh -huh. he did, and then he sued. And, and he won he won a judgment of $19.7 million Ooh, from Ally. How could I not have known about that? Wow. Oh, congratulations. I, I, think I, I think I emailed you uh, uh, at the time. If not, I'll be happy to email you uh, the, all the transcript or the link to, to, yeah, go please to send, the court document. Please send the email again. I, I'm sorry I, I uh, missed it. I know no, I missed no, no, it. No, 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 no. You're a busy guy. Well, absolutely. You're selling Toyotas and doing radio shows. And God, now you must have a dancing act by now. So, anyway... Uh, uh, I will be ha more than happy to, to, to spring everything to you. So let me get down to why am I calling now. Mm -hmm. At the time, you suggested uh, I g gather a pack of wolves around me and go, 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 and uh, go from uh, allies to uh, jugular veins. Where that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. I have a, an attorney, as I said, who was linked to uh, uh, Mr. Schreiber, who in the past won this judgment of 19.7. Uh, identical case. And uh, he's, uh, he is handling this case. Uh, where I am right now is my attorney, who's, who's suing Ally, has been contacted by Ally's attorney. Mm -hmm. So Ally's attorney is puffing up a smoke screen in his face. Basically what their attorney is saying is that, no, 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 we have mended our evil ways. And we have contracted our dealers, including Schumacher, to tell him to be nice guys from now on and not to pull these sticks anymore. <laughs> and, I, and, and I and my attorney say, bullshit. We don't believe it. <laughs> so, uh, so right now they are facing each other 
and uh, and the smokescreen coming out of uh, their attorney, just as trying to present the first line of defense, uh, which I, I think is full of fooey. So the point at which I am, my attorney says to me, look, if, if we can refute his story, there's only one way. It's for you to find out if there are any other disgruntled clients recently of Ally mm-hmm. who are, have leased or are leasing for Ally and trying to purchase uh, end-of-lease vehicles mm-hmm. and getting the same story by being forced to go to a dealer or any dealer, not only the original dealer, but any dealer, and and have him and pay a dealer extra well, for the process. You you, you so, came to the right place. We're on the team. <laughs> and we're gonna. Well, then, then then I need your help. Sure. Or you tell me how you can help me uh, gather disgruntled guys like myself, so we can generate a class action. And we and we are ready as of yesterday. Well, we'll we do it. We, we can. We, we can do it right. Though. We can do it right now. We, the, your allied, I believe, does financing for General Motors and uh, most of the General Motors dealers. So you got uh, Chevrolet, Cadillac, Allied. I'm pretty sure. And I think they do financing for other uh, manufacturers well, they, too. I mean, if, if they're with Jeep, then they'll do the Chrysler Jeep Dodge. Yeah. Okay, uh, they do yeah. a lot of them. So we will. We will mystery shop, and we'll go through our past mystery shopping reports. And we will report all dealers that created, uh, that, that, that committed this. Uh, I, I, I would say 99% of them are doing it this way, but we can nail them. Just our next mystery shop, we'll find an allied uh, dealer that's signed, that has leasing, and we'll check with the uh, purchase option. Well, uh, uh, Earl, please stop in your tracks yeah. with all due respect. Yeah. I need names, I need, in order to generate a class action, I need names of clients, lissies like myself, not dealers. I need actual names of of people who leased cars and have tried. I would, I I have a suggestion. Um, There's so many, like, with social media, uh, car forums, uh, especially since you, you mentioned Jeep, and Jeep especially since they hold their value so well. I'm sure there's thousands, and we're and we're and we're doing that right now because Moshe, you are you are getting you're fulfilling your request yourself. You're on radio. Yes. We have twenty thousand yes. plus thirty thousand, forty. 000, I don't know how many people. Uh, we will make this a regular on the radio show. So basically, if you finance your car through Allied and you're listening to this show at this time. Uh, we ask you to contact the show. You know how to contact us by text, YouTube, Facebook, uh, 877-960-9960. All you listeners out there to Earl on Cars, if you have leased a car through Allied Finance and your dealer uh, caught, charged you more than your purchase option price if you tried to buy the lease, Please call the show, contact the show, and we will get the information uh, to Moshe's attorney, uh, Mr. Shriver in Miami, and we will uh, gather as many names for you as we possibly can. Uh, right. Uh, thank you. There's only one correction. Okay. The attorney is the attorney is not Schreiber. Schreiber <laughs> is the is uh, the attorney who took them to court and won the case uh, a oh. couple of years back. I think in 2019. His his buddy. Uh, is another attorney, and the, that's the attorney who's handling this case. Okay. His name is Kevin Kevin Love, like when you are in love with a woman, right? Okay. Kevin Love. Do you have a number? That is his name. 
and uh, but but I would love to, to if, if you guys could contact me and I because all Kevin asked me is to gather a list of agreeable names to to add to to the class action. So okay. I, I don't if if you if if Earl if in your kindness you can act as an intermediary or if you're if I'm allowed to divulge my email number but if if, if that's not legal in any way oh it's, le it's, it's, le it's legal uh, sure it's legal go ahead and give it to us uh, Moshe okay so my, if you want to contact me directly my name is Moshe Katzberg and my email is Moshe Katzberg at hotmail.com please let me spell it for you yes M M like Mary O S like Sam H E Katzberg K A T Z B U R G Moshe Katzberg at hotmail.com. Please write to me and uh, contact me, and I'll just make add you to the list of a class action against Ally. And, okay, and give that's me all Mo I ask. Moshe. Give me the give me the second name spelled again for me. The your last name. Yeah, last name is spelled K like King, uh -huh. A like Apple, T like Thomas, Z like Zebra, B like Boy, U like Under, R like Robert, G like George, Katzberg. That's okay. and, my, my, and my email is, my, my full name, no spaces, and Moshe Katzberg at hotmail.com. We got it, and uh, we will continue to look for that information, and we will give that information out with your email address, and uh, or you can contact the show. A lot of folks that don't have the email to contact the show, and we will email it uh, to Moshe. So if you have an allied uh, financing lease that you wanted to buy from your dealer, and that dealer tried to charge you more than the purchase option price stated in your lease, there is a class action suit in process by attorney Kevin Love in Miami, and this was started by Moshe, and you can join this class action suit and participate in getting some of the money you were swindled out of back. Exactly. Thank you exactly. so much. I thank you so much, Earl and guys and your team. Yes. Moshe, and, uh, we're on this with you. You can count on us. Wonderful. Thank I you. knew I could. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye. You're quite welcome. Bye -bye. We're going to go to Marty that's been holding from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Okay. I can't match this last caller. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just give For you sure. my take. I do all my service at Earl Stewart Toyota, but uh, Southern 441 sent me a coupon for a free uh, alignment check. And I don't know if Earl has this or if it's, it, it must cost a lot of money to have this kind of a system. They've got it in three service bays where you drive in, the, the machine catch looks how it does it i have no idea it checks your alignment and checks your tires and then it comes up on a screen that's in front of you and they will do a printout yeah. obviously they're doing this to catch people that really need an alignment yeah, we, my car didn't do you have that kind of a machine yeah we do marty and most dealers do most uh uh this this machinery's been out for several years and we got it when they first came out there. They're really good machines. In fact, uh, my advice, first of all, don't go to anybody that's going to charge you to check your alignment. That's like 
charging you to check your car over. They they charge you when they find something right. wrong. So they right. they should check you. Everybody should check every independent and and dealer. Uh, service departments, you check your alignment free. It's, it's a very sophisticated machine, and uh, uh, Rick's very familiar with it. Uh, you get a computer printout, and it will tell you if the machine's properly uh, programmed, which most of them should be, and it's a relatively new machine. Tell you exactly what's wrong, whether you got one wheel, two wheels, whatever it is, how much it's out of alignment. It's also protective for you. If you go in, even if you don't think you need an alignment, say, please get me an alignment check and I'd like to see the printout. That way they're not gonna try to sell you an alignment when you don't need one. So always ask for an alignment check when you come in for service, even if you're in for something else, because if it's slightly out of alignment, it can cost you a couple tires. I'm speaking from experience. I wore out four tires one time because they were misaligned and they were wearing on the inside. And they looked fine to me. And I, I took it in to get my oil change here a few years ago. And my tires were worn down right to the uh, on, on the inside. Rick might have caught it. Even. I did. The steel yeah. belts were coming right through it. Yeah. So <laughs> as for alignment, should be free. And this thing that Southern 441 is advertising is BS. They're, uh, if they are charging for alignments, they're crooks. Uh, alignment, check, alignment check should be free. The alignment is going to cost money, and, and right. uh, that's what you should well, pay this, for. Well, obviously, this was free, and, and yeah. my printout showed. Yeah. I asked for the printout. First, the guy tells me, yeah, it, it, you have no problem. And then I said, well, can I get the printout, too? Yeah. And he, they gave me the printout. I had nothing wrong, and obviously there was no charge. But I didn't know. When I brought my car into your service bay, they don't come out and say your alignment's good. So I don't know if it was checked or it isn't checked. I guess you have to Well, I'm, I'm going to go back and check uh, to be sure we're doing this. We should be, if we have time available, which we ought to most of the time to check alignments we should be checking alignments on every car i mean it's profit to us if we, and it's a favor to the customer if you come in right. you've got your wheels out of alignment we can save you a set of tires and we can make a profit when we sell you the alignment but uh, we should check it free and we should check every car we even uh, should be checking new cars when they come off the truck because you can knock a car out of alignment very easily. Just getting it on and off a truck, you can hit a curb, you can knock a car out of alignment. So, Marty, thanks very much for the yep. call. And uh, we're running out, of little, running out of time here. Need to get to the mystery shopping report. But thanks so much, Marty. Thanks very much. We love, your, we love hearing from you. Uh, we're going to go to Bob, and uh, I believe Bob is calling us from Minnesota. Welcome. Thank you for holding, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. I've got a car. I have a car coming in next week that I purchased about eight months ago. I finally got here. <laughs> what kind of questions should I be looking at from the dealership? Like the final review from them as far as damage from the, from the truck that it was delivered in? How do I verify that there's no damage from that? And is there a checklist that I should be getting from the dealership as far as going over the whole vehicle? Um, speaking from a Toyota perspective, there's a general, it's called a new delivery checklist that most sales associates will use. It just covers, uh, you know, everything from the outside to the inside of the vehicle. Um, in terms of like, um, you could ask for proof of a, a pre-delivery inspection. A lot of times that's done by the distributor or the manufacturer. Sometimes it's done at the dealership. Um, other than that, walking around the vehicle, uh, just taking a nice slow walk and checking out every panel and, and doing a nice thorough inspection of the interior and 
and uh, and beyond that, you got your warranty. So that I yeah, I don't think there's really many more precautions you can take uh, beyond those measures I just mentioned. Yeah, on a new car, there's a law in Florida that says you can't sell a car without disclosure of the repair to damage on one percent of the MSRP. So. Uh, if the damage exceeds one percent of the MSRP, otherwise they can fix it. They don't have to tell you. Yeah, if there's so yeah, if there's a five or six hundred dollar repair on a car, it's uh, oftentimes it might go undisclosed. But anything beyond that, um, they're required to tell you. So there's no checklist that I should be getting from them as far as if they've gone over the vehicle and well, the, looks good. Uh, there's a like Toyota has a new delivery checklist. That's a uh, it's it is a required document. Um, they actually, if there is an issue with the vehicle down the road and, and all, all manufacturers would have i that. imagine they do yeah. yeah so that's something that they should do with you the sales associate and you together and and you know honestly it's one of those pieces of paper that a lot of dealerships kind of put to the wayside so if you are concerned i would insist on on doing that new delivery checklist that way you have a copy of it and um and, and, it's, and it's also to protect the dealership because if there's if if, if you sign off on it and then you bring that issue to their attention later, they'll, they'll be like, well, this isn't on the new delivery checklist. So it, it's a mutual protection. So I would uh, insist that they, uh, they do that with you. Okay, well, they just told me that they've already done it electronically, which I didn't, that makes no sense to me. I know nothing about it, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe what they're referring to is a, like a like the some, when the manufacturer will do these pre-delivery inspections. But then there should be another inspection, like a checklist with you, and it also covers things like equipment that you um, requested, uh, or if you ask for floor mats, or the floor mats in the vehicle, um, any other accessories you might have added to beyond the special uh, the extra equipment. And this also will cover things like nicks and scratches and things like that that uh, that might have occurred after the dealer. Um, was already holding the vehicle while they were just moving it around. Or, and, and, the, and to be honest with you, the fact is that one of the most overlooked things is exactly what you're complaining about. Uh, when cars are delivered, there's an excitement factor, a motion factor. Mm-hmm. Salesman's excited. The buyer's excited. Uh, everybody's in a hurry. hurry. Uh, the, the customer wants to get the car home in a hurry. The salesman wants to get his commission in a hurry. And so... The, the, the care of the delivery of the vehicle in almost all dealerships, including ours, uh, we rush them sometimes, and it shouldn't be. Uh, you're talking about typically a forty, fifty thousand dollar product, mm-hmm. and someone should go over that product uh, with a fine tooth comb, uh, the buyer and the seller, and the car should be perfect when it's delivered. It should be, it often is not, and you hit upon one of the biggest problems in the industry. The other thing, it, it, it would not be uncalled for to have them put it on the hoist to have me look underneath the car. That's a great idea. No, it's 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 definitely not uh, uh, out of the question. Um, ask for it, and they should accommodate that. It's, it it really wouldn't take that long. And like like uh, we just said, you're spending a whole bunch of money, and you're paying a premium nowadays. So I think you deserve to get the peace of mind you need. You might hear this from the dealers. A lot of them say this. I'm sorry, you're not allowed in the service department <laughs> because our insurance company doesn't permit That's it. True. Say so that. Uh, our insurance company doesn't permit it either, but we do it anyway. I mean, it's stupid not to be able to see your own car. And uh, we we encourage people to talk to the technician and come in and look at the car and. You know, the service department is a, a hazardous place if you're not careful. So if you're going to be walking out there, be careful. But, yeah, I, I'd, I'd always push to look under the car if I was curious. It's my car. I want to look under it. You got up on the lift. Just be careful. 
And Bob, we realize how important that checklist is to you. I've talked to customers who, you know, they took a look and uh, they didn't have a safety feature that they had ordered. So we're right with you. That checklist is extremely important and uh, it sounds like as if you're an extremely educated consumer. Um, please stay in touch with us. We're running out of time right now and we'd love to continue the conversation, but we do have to go. Okay, thank you very much for the info. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, we have a mystery shopping report to get to, and that uh, is uh, means that uh, we call upon you uh, to take and to you know grade that mystery shopping report. Our mystery shopping report this week is from Mazda of Palm Beach. Interesting mystery shop, as all of them are. Agent Lightning, fabulous job. We thank you. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Don't forget you can grade that mystery shopping report on our text number 772-497-6530. Okay, Mazda Palm Beach. Last time we shopped the Mazda dealership was last September when Agent Lightning visited Nelson Mazda of Murfreesboro. I always kind of slur that. It's very hard to say Murfreesboro for me anyway. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Two weeks later, we investigated Smail. <laughs> also hard to say. Smail, not snail, but S-M-A-I-L, Mazda, in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, Agent Lightning has family in that area and uh, visited Murfreesboro, apparently. Both of these Mazda dealerships operated with integrity and professionalism and turned our preconceived notion of Mazda dealerships on its head. Uh, prior to these mystery shops, our experiences with Mazda dealers have been poor. And uh, matter of fact, a month before we shopped the out-of-state Mazda dealers, we had Wallace Mazda in Stewart, Florida, and they did terribly. It was just when things were getting bad with inventories and pricing. It wasn't really the market adjustment that rubbed us the wrong way. It was the shoddy, uh, shady sales practices, shoddy and sh shady sales practices. For example, the salesperson told Agent Lightning that Mr. Wallace did not believe in charging his customers over <coughs> MSRP, but went ahead and charged her $2,725 over MSRP anyway. So that's pretty shabby and pretty shoddy. One Mazda dealership that hasn't been too bad is Mazda Palm Beach on North Lake Boulevard, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, uh, that could be Lake Park, we're not sure they're side-by-side -side cities. The last two visits, uh, one in the early months of the pandemic and one in August of last year, have shown Mazda Palm Beach to be pretty average in terms of car dealer behavior. We've given them a C or, or on our good dealer, bad dealer list, so average. Uh, we're great on the curve, so it wasn't perfect by any means, but it was about average. I had to look up their last two grades because instinctively it seems like Mazda Palm Beach would be one of the bad guys. We've been shopping Mazda Palm Beach ever since it was originally uh, opened by Greco, and uh, Greco uh, were kind of bad guys. They're uh, bad behavior people. They have dealerships around. They're a little bit like the Napleton Group, not quite that bad, but we had a couple of really interesting, terrible experiences at Greco Mazda. Some of you may remember the uh, famous ghost car, and we laugh about that because we tried to buy the car at Pasto Palm Beach from Greco when he owned it, and uh, there was no such car, and they tried to switch us to something else. And uh, so we, we got switched and gave them a bad grade, and then we saw then the following week, it was advertised at another Mazda dealership owned by Greco, 
and then we saw it was advertised later. Long story short, this ghost car that was advertised for weeks and months, a car that did not exist. And so you can see why that gave us a bad taste in our mouth for Greco Mazda. But Mazda of Palm Beach, new owner, and a new situation. Uh, to be fair, the Greco uh, mysteries have been kind of boring. Maybe that's just because some dealers are cleaning up their act, and they are. We'd like to think we had something to do with that. Uh, we're uh, hopefully we're creating a little bit of a good influence, or at least a threat to the people that violate the rules on our own cars. Went back into Boston Palm Beach to see if they've been uh, rehabilitated in any way. Here's a report. Speaking of I Agent Lightning, I arrived mid-morning, went to shop in the sales showroom for a few minutes before being approached by a man. He asked me if anyone was helping me. I said, no one yet, but I wanted to speak with someone about getting a new car. The man excused himself, returned with a salesperson named Greg. Craig, C-R-A-I-G. Craig asked me if I wanted a new or pre-owned, if I wanted to buy or lease, and several other qualifying questions. I answered his questions and then described, decided on a new Mazda CX-5, a sporty little crossover. There was a white CX-5 in the showroom, and we walked over to it. The Moroni label lay on the dash. The MSRP was $29,870. We stopped talking about Moroni labels not being where they're supposed to be. Sometimes they're not there at all. Sometimes they're on the dash. Sometimes they're in the cloak compartment. The law says they're supposed to be to the... Uh, on the window and only can be removed by the buyer, but nobody does that anymore. They all take them off. Uh, we take them off. Uh, they are ignoring that federal law. A lot of laws get ignored. Uh, uh, there was a uh, addendum label was on the windshield. It added $495 for resistol protection package. It's kind of a polish. And $495 for crystal fusion. Uh, is the glass treatment. I didn't know what either one of them until I Googled it. Or actually, I went on Amazon, because you, where you can buy it a lot cheaper. Uh, it's still garbage, but it's, if you want to buy garbage, best to pay a low price. <laughs> one eighty nine for all-weather floor mats, and three ninety nine for a window tent. God, that's a lot of money for window tent. Four ninety five for a three-year maintenance package, probably practically free anyway on a new car. And $9.99 uh, dealer fee, a uh, hidden fee, uh, garbage, junk fee, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, you add all that up together, and it, it spells $3,072 over MSRP. $3,000 over MSRP. Craig offered to pull the car out of the showroom, that's the salesman, so he could test drive it. I told him that wouldn't be necessary. He suggested finding a similar car outside. He said they preferred if the customer drove the actual car they're going to purchase. That's the first good advice that uh, Craig got, maybe the last good advice. You, you should drive the car you're buying, if you can. Today it's practically impossible, because there are very few cars in inventory, but when things return to normal, if they ever do, try to drive the car you're gonna buy. Uh, it wasn't a big deal to get the car out anyway, they did. Uh, I, I don't know if they did. Craig put a license plate on the dash, and we got in and drove up A1A. Craig uh, shared with all shared with me all kinds of information about the car, the warranty, and the dealership on the right. He told me that Toyota owned twenty percent of Mazda, Subaru owned another twenty percent, <laughs> and the Mazda was fused with Lexus. Well, that's not true. Uh, 
Mazda is owned by Mazda. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, uh, Toyota and Mazda do have joint ownership of a plant where they build cars, and uh, the uh, Toyotas and the Mazdas come off the same assembly line. But you know, Toyota had one with Toyota had a, a joint venture with General Motors years ago, Chevrolet, California. So just because they have joint assembly plants doesn't mean they are they, they own out. each other. Yeah. They don't own each other. Uh, bad information, probably just mistaken, and uh, I won't use that to gig them. There's enough other things to gig them on. <laughs> uh, back at the dealership, Craig pointed out the owner's car, something very old and expensive. That's it's got my. I'll have to ask Stu about that or Agent Lightning. Four four two. Yeah. Uh, whatever it was, uh, roped off in the back. Roped off. I like that. They don't rope my car off. Yeah, we we rope it off. You rope it off. Yeah, okay, the, the Pontiac's roped off. Okay. <laughs> Do not touch. <laughs> <laughs> I asked who the owner was. He told me it was uh, owned by Leah Corporation. I googled Leah, and uh, the first thing that popped up was a um, um, underwear company in Miami. I want to say Lung lingerie. Oh boy. Is a polite word for underwear. Uh, but actually, there is a Leah auto car dealership group. Uh, we made our way back to the desk. Craig asked if I was interested. I said, definitely. He took my ID and entered it into their system. Then he said he'd be right back with some numbers. It took about five minutes. Craig returned with a worksheet. The top line of $32,870 was labeled the market value selling price. Standard nomenclature today. Uh, uh, this could include, uh, re remember this include re Resintol and the rest of the garbage, the junk stuff. And uh, then they added all the stuff they were supposedly already included. And this is where they really dropped the ball in integrity and, and honesty and deceptiveness and you name it. Uh, they, they, they charge you twice for the same junk. I mean, bad enough to charge you for junk. <laughs> They charge you twice. I, I need two crystal fusions. <laughs> two reinstalls. Uh, two sets of mats in case you get one mat uh, set dirty. Uh, $95 for an Anyway, they also added, in addition to the double ad for the junk, they had $9.99 for some more junk, a dock fee, and uh, $400 in taxable fees. That's another word for junk fees. If they tax a fee, it's a junk fee. It's not... It's not a government fee. Anyway, uh, the real price of the CX-5 was 36212 which was $6,342 over MSRP. I told Craig I didn't need any of the things listed. Craig said they were optional, came right off that, and he was sure his sales manager, Dan, would take them off. I told them I would still need to speak with my spouse about this. So you still negotiate today, folks. Usually it doesn't do any good. But here you find them, as we say, the vernacular in the dealership business, <laughs> they drop their pants. And we tell them, you don't drop your pants right away. You you hold to your price. Yikes. You come down slowly. <laughs> yeah. But Dan dropped his pants and came down off of everything effectively. Craig asked if I could leave a deposit because with the inventory situation, the six five might be gone. Leave that day. I told him I had to talk to my husband about it, and and that's where we were. As we spoke, the sales manager Dan came up anyway, offered me some water. Craig asked me to speak with him, and they both left. Craig then returned with a new worksheet. Okay, 
the, the new worksheet showed a top line of 32,870. They, they removed the reinstall, the polish, and the other stuff, and only added $400 in taxable fees. So now they're only added uh, basically $1,400, $1,399 in taxable fees, junk fees, BS. Craig spent some time trying to convince me to trade in my car to offset some of the extra expense to me. I declined, thanked him for his time. He asked me to wait so he could get Dan to thank me for coming in. You know, hold him, hold him as long as you can. Keep him in there as long as you can. Don't let him get away. Dan sat down in Craig's chair and asked me if there was anything he could do to earn my business right now. I told him I just needed to speak with my husband before moving forward. He said he understood and advised me that most dealerships are charging much more than they are over MSRP, five to 6000 like they originally charged when they double charged for the uh, installs. <laughs> it came down to half that, only $3,000 over. He said they're doing this so they can still trade their customers out when the market comes oh back to normal. So that's uh, that's a story with uh, Palm Beach, Mazda, uh, which are, is in Lake Park, I believe, or North Palm Beach. And uh, they are... Uh, uh, second or third owners of that same location, and uh, we need to vote on them. And uh, in some ways, they're doing the same things that all the dealers are doing by charging thousands over. Uh, do you see some things they did that were different that would want you to grade them even worse than the average dealer? An average dealer would get a C because we grade on the curve, and a terrible dealer would get an F. So uh, if we have any grades come in, we'll go around. Okay. Um Let's see here. Mark gave him a solid D. Way too many fees. Too many fees. I, I, agree with I, that. To I totally agree. Uh, there were um, but six. He had all the dealer installed accessories plus two or maybe three. There were six or seven. And briefly, they were all doubled. <laughs> doubled. And then they doubled them. But that, that was a real egregious, in my opinion. Um, I, I personally will be a D as well. I think they're somewhere in between egregious and, and average. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, maybe they have a point that they're not as bad as everyone else, but it's still a, a bald-faced lie to say, to say that paying 3000 over sticker, you'll be able to trade no problem when the market returns to normal because that's not true. That's absolutely not true. Rick? Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got uh, Tim Gilliland, still too many games, C-. minus. Pretty nice on his part, for my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ryan, D minus. Typical unnecessary fees and old school tactics. Brian said, Latko, Craig gets a C minus. Again, very nice on his part. Uh, Donnie White with a C minus. And let's see, Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Mazda <laughs> of Palm Beach earns a solid D minus for the double junk add ons. And nine ninety nine Steeler slash dealer fee, dropped their pants, but still over fourteen hundred <laughs> over MSRP. Hey, at least they dropped their pants. You got you, you to give them credit for the pants drop. Um, Bob uh, gives them a B. Bob is feeling very generous today. Thank you, Bob, for seeing the good in, in everyone around us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anne Marie, she's not messing around. D, not illegal, but I'm getting really tired of these junk fees. And John in Wellington says. They charge them twice for the same garbage. Let's grade them twice. D minus and another D minus. <laughs> and Guy Larrabee, D, rip off fees. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm agreeing D minus all the way around. I, not quite failing, 
because you could point out the discrepancies yeah. and say, hey, take that all off. Yeah. But, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Kind of Greco-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does have a, a Leah, Leah, Greekian Leah and feel. Greco. I wonder if Leah and Greco know each other. Okay, Nancy, you're the you're the last to give us a grade. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can't avoid um, scoring this mystery shopping report based on the environment, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the new normal environment we're living in, and uh, this stinks. I don't like it. <laughs> and double dipping. And uh, everything else that went with it, they get a solid F from me. Ouch. Yeah. No nonsense. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them a, a D minus. I think uh, uh, I almost want to give them an F, too. Uh, the salesperson uh, may have uh, been the culprit, but even so, it's too, it's too much like they actually tried to take advantage of a gullible buyer. I mean, a sharp buyer would not have ever fallen for the fact to pay the junk fees twice. Um, so I think they were just hoping that Agent Lightning was gullible, and boy, were they wrong. Uh, uh, she saw that immediately, and I think most people, uh, the fact that they tried, I almost want to fail them, but I'm, I'm going to give my D minus. Yeah, I and, think that's the consensus. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the thing is interesting to me about this, we had Greco, a terrible dealership at Palm Beach Mazda, and then we had... Um, now, Kia, Leah, at Palm Beach Mazda, they're also terrible. We shopped in Murfreesboro in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and we had delightful experiences. So it's not the franchise. I, th- I you know, Sometimes she's tend to paint a franchise with the same brush. Uh, uh, there are good, honest Mazda dealers out there, and there are two up in Pennsylvania. And down here, we got... Uh, uh, it's just a, it's a it's a geography. It's South Florida, the Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where we are. And if you're down here in South Florida, good luck. Yeah, it's the Wild uh, West. It's yeah. a wild, wild west. Be careful, real careful. Very careful. Uh, you know, I think we have a couple minutes to get to some YouTube comments from Rick. If he could run them by us real quick. We actually had quite a backlog, but I, I kind of went through and answered them online. But let's get a couple of these out here. Uh, Charles Reeves says, Good morning, all. First-time car buyer who finally has decided on the car he wants. Subaru Forester Wilderness. Nice vehicle. Uh, It's been a two-year prediction as to when car prices will fall. Are we close (laughs) to that? Godspeed. Well, I apologize because I've been predicting for... I predicted they were going to fall last year. And uh, it's just getting worse and worse. I mean, you got the war in Ukraine now. It isn't just the microchips, it's everything. Now we're looking at a longshoreman strike in California. That's huge on uh, impact. Uh, we've got the wiring harnesses. I think they were uh, uh, primarily, one of the primary sources was in the Ukraine. So every time I turn around, there's another issue. Uh, I, I'm still predicting uh, early next year, but uh, don't count on me, because I could be way wrong. Uh, I think there's also a sentiment, uh, unfortunately, of the manufacturers and the dealers is, hey, this ain't so bad. Yeah, don't don't yeah. don't don't yeah. crank up production yeah, too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's don't 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 bring it up. For the first time, I think the manufacturers and the dealers are kind of like because we're hearing all about the dealers gouging and the thousands of dollars in junk fees. You don't hear about the manufacturers raising their prices, and they can very easily do it. They do it. 
by incentives. You take away the incentives, you don't have to go and tell the government you're taking it away. So manufacturers have raised their prices secretly. The dealers have done so not so unsecretly. Everybody's getting rich. It's Maybe like uh, it's like shrinkflation, shrinkflation when they're they're not raising prices like uh, at the supermarket, but they're taking the amount of p- potato chips out of the bag. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they're hiding the price increases. I couldn't have said it. Better. So we may we may find ourselves in this environment, yeah. which will make uh, me much richer, and make the dealers uh, or the buyers much poorer. Don't mess with Because I'm a chips. car dealer, and I admit yeah. it. Uh, okay, uh, Rick, you have one more. Uh, yeah, we can get one more in here. Uh, Craig Jacobson says. Shout out to Pines Ford, uh, P-I-N-E-S. Don't know where it is, but he says, took my vehicle in for service. They promptly left my rear window open overnight, and shocker, it rained in Florida. My entire rear seat was soaked. Maybe they parked under a pine tree. That could be. Okay. My advice to him was get in that service manager's office and get every signed document he can stating that they will cover any forms of water damage or mold remediation for the at least the next year or two. Great. Oh, That's nice. great information. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You are a huge part of the show, and we thank you. And we would all love you to have a wonderful weekend. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. <coughs>